Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. Tonight, I'm joined by Cristian Putalias. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. Nice and, to have you guys back over here. Another episode. And Rodriguez Segura. What's up, bro? What's up? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was going to say that. I don't know why. I'm back. You were back last we're week. back. I know. No, um, all good. How you, how you guys been, man? How, how you been, Christian, this week that we've been without recording good man you know just getting ready for this damn world cup and and just kind of waiting on the dynamo to kind of release some information you know just kind of steady steadily waiting i mean we did get some last week right after we recorded but you know we're, we're waiting on more and then just waiting on this countdown to the world cup man and i see that you're uh, back commentating both league is back Yes, we started last night. Last night, we started a couple games. Uh, uh, week one, we're doing 11v11. So it was like a little kind of like soft, you know, opening in a way. Uh, but this week two is going to be, uh, you know, we, we kind of fixed a couple things that we needed to touch up. And hopefully week two will be a lot better. But yeah, man, if you haven't, go to Vault League TV on, on YouTube. You can just kind of search for it and just go subscribe over there. It's, it's pretty good games, fun times, man. And Rodrigo, what about you, man? How's been your weeks? It's been good. Um, spent the weekend alone, really. Uh, my wife decided to go visit a friend uh, in St. Louis. Oh, so, <laughs> you know, me and me, me and the kiddos, you know, chill weekend. <laughs> me and the kiddo. <laughs> it is, yeah, Astra and Luna, dogs. <laughs> Nobody that who's just following us. That's the summer dogs. <laughs> Yeah, right yeah that's that's how my wife felt she was a, a single mother basically on sunday i've been i was pretty sick like a dog on sunday couldn't really do much I, it came out of nowhere i was telling uh i was telling christian that me dio un aire, and i told him if he had if he <laughs> knew what an aire polaco meant but we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that but yeah i just did, did not wake up feeling like literally everything hurt on sunday and i was like a big baby i just stayed in bed the entire pretty much the entire day till like six o'clock it was kind of nice though because then it was just like shower and go back to bed but i feel a little better i'm like definitely on like hitting some pretty good drugs that are kind of helping me get through this so definitely my voice is gonna sound a little different but christian we'll get started man talking some dynamo uh, planning to talk Dynamo and a little bit of the World Cup since it's approaching. But um, Dynamo, man, last week, uh, basically, you know, if you were listening to our last episode, we finally found out who the, you know, co- new coach was going to be, which we all kind of knew, which was Ben Olsen. Um, just your thoughts, man, on the uh, on the present and in the introduction they did. And then just, you know, anything you heard from the uh maybe glenn davis interviews or any other interviews you you know listen to actually let me pass it on to rodrigo because i have one of my kids just walk in honestly i was kind of i wouldn't say surprised i mean obviously we already knew who he was like a week ahead 
I'm, but you know, in, in the sense of everything that's been spoken about in the last few weeks or months, I guess after the second of Nagamura and bringing in, you know, a new coach and all those talks, I feel like not that we regress, but I feel like we're in the same spot as we were post Ramos, Tab Ramos era. You know, like I feel like after Nagamura, I feel like it should have been a okay, let's really think about this. Let's bring somebody with more experience, somebody with, that's been to me more successful than what Ben has achieved. But yet we're here. Like I feel like this. I feel like Ben should have been here instead of Nagamura at first to try things out. I feel like he would have been the better choice at that time. But after you know Pat talking, you know about how they want to improve the club, bring somebody with experience and all this other, I guess, spiel that he gave us. I feel like we're actually going to bring somebody of a higher level, kind of like break a bank for this coach. But now it just feels like, okay, you know, we're back in, to me, square one of let's try things out. I think the biggest thing is, is going to be, are we actually going to give them more than a year or, After a couple months, if nothing seems to work, it's like, okay, let's just, you know, start from here again. I'm not yeah. saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying, like, it's not what I expected. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think that we're going to go with, not necessarily, well, I guess a bigger name. But there is that of, you know, who's really going to come to the Dynamo when they've been awful, you know, and have the history of being awful, obviously, for a while. But... <clears throat> I, I'm kind of share the same feelings with you, you know. I think uh, I, I'm with Ben Olsen. I feel like, you know, everything I've heard from him, everything that uh, he said is, you know, what you want your coach to say. Um, he has a clean slate. You know, he's going to start brand new. He's going to get um, we know that there's, you know, roster options being open uh, or yeah, I mean, roster positions being open that need to be filled so to an extent he's going to be able to like get uh, i don't know if necessarily his players but he'll be able to you know bring in quite a few players to improve the squad um for him to just you know get um the player that he that he thinks may make this team a playoff team um christian anything you want to add on ben olsen man Uh, no, I just kind of wanted to piggyback on what Rodrigo said about uh, how cool would have been if we would have had Ben Olsen instead of Nagamura. I think I ne that never crossed my mind uh, until he said it. And I think it would it probably would have been a lot better because then, you know, Ben Olsen would have had a year under his belt. He probably maybe would have done a little bit better than Nagamura. Uh, you know, it's still the same, you know, the, the whole, the common denominator of everything from Tab Ramos on is the roster. You know, the roster hasn't changed much to this year. I mean, this is a year that we got rid of like a good amount of players. I think we have what, eight to 10, you know, open spots that we're going to be able to play around with. Um, and, and I think that's going to make the difference between, you know, what we were in the past to what we will be hopefully in the future, you know, something, a better product on the pitch. But yeah, imagine if, you know, if we would have had a before and after with Ben Olsen, you know, even though he doesn't have like, the greatest record, you know, when it comes to the MLS, uh, but he has 10 years of experience in the MLS, like 10 years is a long time. And, you know, if you go back to the whole, you know, theory of 
how long it takes you to become an expert on something is 10,000 hours, which is the 10 years, right? The, like the rule that they say, you know, if, you know, if anything, I guess you could say that, you know, Ben Olsen could be going into that, you know, uh, what's it called? Not perfection, but like becoming a full fledged professional and, and being a care, you know, a career manager in the, in the, I was going to say NFL, but in the MLS and, and who knows, you know, maybe, coming in into a new team you know when, when you spend so much time in one place with one group of people and what he did in dc maybe he needed a nuevo aire you know going back to your aire uh polaco <laughs> <All> uh, <laughs> maybe and maybe you know it, it changes things you know i wasn't too positive because of what not because of what people said but because of people that knew mls said you know i, I always look at certain certain people that know about the mls and their opinions kind of, you know, matter more to me than just random Twitter people, right? Uh, but then again, when you, when I read, you know, the article that uh, Dustin did with the guys from DC, it kind of brought me a little bit of tranquility in, in a way. I don't know if that's the right term to use that. But in the sense that the guy kind of knew what he was doing and he just didn't have the support. You know, he was basically in the Houston Dynamo of the East coast in a way, you know, like no backing from, from ownership, maybe a bad GM. Uh, he just kind of had a lot of issues. And even then he was able to make the playoffs a few times and, you know, able to get a cup as well, but who knows, maybe now with a little bit more money and a little bit more flexibility with, you know, Pat being his friend, he probably hopefully will be able to make something happen for the dynamo so yeah and i think i think one thing that i really like about uh, ben olsen is the fact that i think he does you know see what the dynamo used to be which is a greedy city you know somebody that is going to be here make it uncomfortable for you you know especially in the summer and the 100 degree weather they're not going to come and just let you you know fluctuate and take care of the control of the ball i mean i remember like the early years even as far obviously as like 2013 2014 the Dynamo was a very physical team. They weren't scared of, you know, hit you if, if that's the case. So, like, him kind of bringing that, bring the nasty, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because I feel you really need that. You need, if whenever you don't have a really talented roster, like right now we don't, right? I mean, who knows who they'll bring in, but quality has been something that we've lacked the last few years. Um, So, because you don't have that many talented players that can just destroy, you know, uh, the other op- the opposition in one play, uh, you need the other players like Ricardo Clark or you know Bobby Boswell or Eddie Robertson that can go and just uh, really be physical and take it to the other team. And if that's the um, the style of play that uh, Ben also is going to bring, man, I love it. Like, and that's why I'm really you know I'm I'm in with Ben Olsen. I'm not going to sit here. I, I remember Tab Ramos when he got hired. I was definitely against it and. He showed why there was a few, you know, things that were not going to work out. But this guy, you know, 10 years in the league, the experience he's going to bring in. And I think he knows what he wants to play, the style he wants to play. So we need to be excited for it. Um, At the end of the day now, you know, it's it's on Pat Onstaz, you know, the boss on his court, because he needs to be the one that takes care of those uh, roster positions that are open and bring in the players that Ben Olsen thinks, you know, are going to win are going to help the team win at the end of the day. And one player that did not make the cut was actually Tim Parker. So uh, we found out about Tim Parker possibly moving on Thursday um, before the uh, expansion draft. 
which was great. You know, there was a possibility that we were hearing uh, from sources that he was most likely going to be get picked up by St. Louis, um, the new uh, expansion team. We didn't know if he was going to be drafted or traded, um, but it was going to be one or the other. And sure enough, you know, Friday comes around and Tim Parker gets traded to St. Louis. I think uh, I was speaking for myself. I'm glad that it happened. I think that, you know, Parker is a guy that for the longest time, he was a good veteran to have, you know, a good le- leader to have in your team to an extent, but he's done the decline, right? Um, there's a few players like maybe even Ethan Barlow or Daniel Starris, which makes a lot of sense, but he got, you know, that big extension in, on the new contract um, to be brought in. But man, Rodrigo, just your thoughts on, on Tim Parker moving, man, to the, to the new, new improved uh, team. And isn't that where your wife went for vacation? <laughs> St. Louis. Yes, that's yeah, not vacation, but yeah, I guess for the weekend. Um, I think we deserve it. <laughs> As a dynamo, we've suffered, and I underhand or with the gods has spoken. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. I'm just all, all kidding aside. You know, it's it's good for him. I feel like you know, being a new team like that, it's gonna be more refreshing for him. And I feel like this way we can actually utilize our younger guys, you know, maybe Bartlow um, can improve more and maybe he is the future of our defense, which I hope he is, you know, I mean, he's been playing great and we need these younger guys, um, you know, on the field. To me, Parker never really felt like a captain. I feel like everybody else was picking up that captain leadership role uh, to an extent. Um, I'm sure he was a great mentor to some people or some players, but overall, I feel like, you know, this is kind of like a win for us, all negativity aside. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it's a good thing. Uh, Christian, man, what do you want to add on, on Tim Parker moving to St. Louis? I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I think Steris, when he came in, he, we were kind of iffy about him, but I think he proved to be the better the better center back between those two. I think teenage was the one that probably had the, the contract to like stay maybe another year. I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm not too happy with teenage either, but you know, it is what it is. But, uh, but I do like, you know, uh stairs and I do like Ethan Barlow. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Ethan Barlow. Uh, in my opinion, I would put Ethan Barlow in a more defensive mid position. I think he'll probably do better there. Or maybe if we play three in the back, you know, just kind of be in one of those three. But I really like Ethan Barlow. I think he has a, a great future. And honestly, I can't wait to see what, if he's going to like step up and maybe take over that position. Uh, teenage is a giant liability, in my opinion. You know, just having a guy that you know is going to have a yellow card for sure. It's kind of scary because, you know, the yellow card is a given. And, you know. Another stupid foul can get get a red card and leave you with a you know one less guy in the field. Uh, I think Daniel Stares is a little bit more mature, and Tim Parker was good. He just he was average in my opinion. He wasn't you know as great as he was. He his was contract would say below average for how much he was getting paid. And then uh, lastly, I think uh, Fafa Pico was another guy that ended up getting traded to Nashville. Nashville, and yeah. He was a guy that we did not get to speak on uh, on last week's. Re- re- um, recording and 
you know, right now, uh, you know, Pat Onset is willing and dealing, man. I think you, those are some guys, you know, we talked about maybe who has trade value. Those were the guys that had trade value, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, maybe even Memo Rodriguez and Darwin Quintero. But, you know, those are the Fafa, Seca, Memo, Darwin Quintero were the ones that basically they could have done something with. But it looks like, you know, we, we obviously need to find out what's going to happen with Seca memo and dq we really he's back in colombia so he's probably gonna be playing over there who knows but at least we found out that you know fafa ended up getting traded as well as tim parker opening up some you know roster flexibility uh it's good to be able to have that especially after such a mess that um you know matt jordan created because i believe like in parker's um extension and or contract he had he had guaranteed money for like two years. I mean, that's crazy, you know, for a guy that declined. And then we are taking a little bit of a hit on the cap, but nothing like the entire thing, which is good. I think uh, it was a great, great uh, move, you know, by Pat Onstad. But all right, guys, is there anything that else that you guys want to talk about the Dynamo before we moved on? No, I mean, just waiting on these roster options. I mean, I don't think they'll make a difference. But I think the only thing I guess we we just want to see is how many uh, spots we're gonna be able to have, and so we you know, so we know what you know maybe we can just kind of get speculate you know how many wingers we might bring how many people here we might bring something that I want to mention that Kamai was in the list of protected players Corey Baird was like number one so I just think it's hilarious but Pat Onstead like, is in love with Corey Baird man. Everybody That's, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's so, it's pretty funny, man. I mean hoping for the best for him, honestly. Right. If like if 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 the guy that loves you is your general manager, like Corey Bear has made it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> everybody else may hate you, but the guy that pays your checks, yep. like, eh, you're all right, bro. You're all right. That's all it matters. It has to do with the goals you scored out of like, you know, just hitting out of nowhere and like, oh, there's a golazo. And like, oh yeah, that kind of keeps like fresh on your mind, like didn't this guy just keep scoring? It's like, oh, that's right. He scores a lot. It's like, does he? And then whenever he <laughs> just... broke his head, they were like, oh, he looks so cute. Look at him with that thing wrapped around his head. He's so cute. <laughs> but, um, well, one thing that, uh, you know, obviously um, the World Cup is coming, man. The World Cup is coming. I can't believe that the World Cup is almost here. It's so weird. You know, it's five days away. Uh, I guess, you know, we start off. On Sunday, when Qatar, it's a Qatar cutter play Ecuador. I don't, I don't know yeah. how they pronounce. It. I'm gonna keep saying Qatar because I Glenn, like Glenn Davis says cutter. <laughs> it sounds so weird though. I know it really does. I've I've listened to or I've been watching the uh, FIFA Uncovered. I've watched the Qatar's World Cup. No good things come out of those documentaries. They're awful and. Am I going to still enjoy the, the, the World Cup? Probably, but it's still pretty awful. Like, you know, how many people had to die um, to get the stadiums constructed. But um, with that being said, we're working on mo- and probably doing some live shows. So we've got reached out by a, uh, by a, a I was going to say a club. Yeah, I guess it'd be a club, like a bar location in downtown. So. Uh, we're trying to seal the deal there, so we'll give you guys information. So if, you know, in case you guys want to go hang out with us, um, as we do a live recording of you know during a match, we'll probably be watching the match, talking a little Dynamo, and you know if if people want to hop on, 
Chris, you have to be there because you're the YouTube guy and you're going to have to set us up, you know, with the YouTube. So if it's during the day and you say you have to work, you're the boss, man. Like you have to I'm like quick. make other people work, <laughs> bring all your your uh, stuff so we can get it going. And for sure, we have the Mexico against uh, Argentina here at, at my house. So we'll definitely can do a live stream here, man. And, you know, you're invited. Uh, Rodrigo's going to be here. He said he'll probably cook some fajitas. And nice. uh, we'll invite uh, our boss, Dustin, and then whoever else wants to kind of be a part of it. It's going to be fun time, man. The World Cup. It's so weird, like I said, that it's in the winter, you know, because it's like, oh, this is awful. But, you know, the summer, it was the best thing, you know, growing up. Who didn't love, like, watching every single game, waking up. I mean, I remember the Korea-Japan, you know, waking up at True. 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning yeah. to catch a game. But, uh, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. luckily, I think none of my, like, the teams that I really want to watch have, like, a super early game, at least not in the first round. So that's kind of exciting. But we'll move into the World Cup, guys. Christian, you're from Argentina. Rodrigo and myself are from Mexico. And I'm going to do a little bit of the U.S. So let's start with them. Let's start with those first, you know, nations. Um. Christian, we'll start with you, man. How far do you think Argentina will go this tournament? I mean, I see. We we as in Argentinians, we you know we're hoping for the best. We're not gonna say uh, what it is because we are very superstitious. <laughs> but we are hoping to go, you know, all the way and just you know hopefully, uh, you know, conquer it all. Uh, however you want to say it, but you know, that is. This is, I mean, it's not the last time that we'll see Messi play a World Cup. Hopefully not. Hopefully it is the last next... time. It, it has is. to be the last time. He I mean, it. I don't know. I, he he might he might make it to to the next one. I, I thought mean, this, I thought thirty five. No, he he retracted the the statement, and he's he said, you know, we'll we'll see after 34. this one how I, I feel. Thirty six, man. So I mean, I he can be forty younger. I mean, he's, than Ronaldo. Oh, Messi's Ronaldo's 35. 30. Messi's 35. You're right. Yeah. yeah. 30, I mean, 39 years yeah. old. You play him like a number 10, like old school number 10. Don't do too much, you know? It's messy. No, it's going to be, you know what? What I did see, um, Kuhn, they're like, you can leave me. You can put me on a spot in there. Just throw me on the bench. <laughs> and then some people were, I guess he was doing a whole Twitch chat. And so someone's like, I'll put you the full 90. And he's like, what? Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> 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 but it's Man, like, that you sucks. You can throw me in the last minute if I need to score. I, I might get lucky. I might just get a rebound or something, and I, I could score. You know, like last four or five minutes. That's it. <laughs> All right, just pull that's up Manchester fun, City. Man. Hey, and I'm looking at the the list for the Argentinian players. And my question to you was: I mean, I mean, I know the answer is most likely going to be Messi, but who do you think is going to be you know the player to watch? for Argentina this tournament and then I didn't know I thought I didn't see Otamendi get called up but I guess he did so eh, interesting yeah I think he was like one of the last minute call-ins and 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 the reason am I I think you know someone get hurt well that too but also I think somebody got hurt but uh he has the experience he's like an older dude even though he doesn't really get a lot of playing time in his club he you know he's a guy that you know he has a lot of experience under his belt you know he's been in a World Cup before he's been in Copa Americas you know he's been around this team and this you know they built such a great group uh coming out of that you know Copa America when you know when was it last year two years ago yeah um that 
I mean, this group, you know, it, it's it's already like very good meshed in t with each other, and you know they have really great relationships. But I mean, other than than Messi, which of course everybody's going to be watching for that, I think some <laughs> some names that have been popping up. Just uh, one, here, just one, man. Don't get oh, too excited. Oh, just one. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> let me just go. Just like with, a player that you think, you know, yeah, yeah people should watch. Julian, Julian Alvarez. Julian Alvarez. I mean, Man City guy, even okay. though he's a River guy. Um, you know, he he went literally from River Plate to Manchester City, like to the best team in the world right now, basically. Who lost and, to Brentford, by the way? But that's... yeah, I know, right? Funny enough. <laughs> uh, but you know, when you look at the, when you look at the roster of Manchester City and you and you see who he's competing against, uh, I guess we could say the best striker in the world right now in Holland. And, and you see Julian Alvarez and you're like, man, he's giving him competition because, you know, he keeps scoring, he keeps assisting. And imagine having a, a Messi behind him. Imagine having, you know, people like Di Maria, you know, next to him. Imagine having, you know, Rodrigo de Paul kind of feeding him balls. Uh, Julian is a machine, you know, like we yeah, are feeding him balls sounded kind of wrong. But, uh, you know, like, and he's and he's a beast. You know, he yeah. his pressure is like super hardcore. I mean, coming out of Manchester City, you know, you're you have to go out and pressure your center backs. You have to go and get turnovers. You know, in the in the offensive third, and if you know, he's gonna be the perfect number nine that I think Argentina always wanted, and we couldn't have with Iwain. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this could be redemption of having a you know a shitty Iwain game. Iwain was great. I love Iwain. But you know that game against uh, Germany, it just it was a disaster. Oh, you know, yeah. just one bad game that he had in the world in the World Cup, and it happened to be the final. Yeah, you know, it could have changed history forever for Argentina. But I think Julian might be the the redemption for for Argentinians, and I hope you know he kills it. You know, it's he's kind of brand new to the lights too, because even in River, he was known. But he, the kid is so like humble and so low key that, you know, his name is not like really out there. Like I didn't start hearing about Julian Alvarez, me personally, right? I'm sure everybody else had. So he actually made the jump to Manchester City. And I was like, wait, who's this kid? And then you start watching and you see the hustle in him. And you're like, yeah, like he earned it. You know, he earned, you know, the the job at River Plate as, as their number nine and main striker. You know, one of one of the biggest teams in Argentina. And he went on to, you know, win a bunch of stuff in River. And then jumping directly from River to Manchester City is a giant jump. Because, not, you know, Argentinians usually go to like a, like a, not a lower team, but like a, a mid-table team. You know, like, you know, McAllister, he, he's, he's at uh, Albion or whatever the fuck their name is. Well, you know, before, we, before we run out of But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Time, I'll keep talking know, forever. You should get super excited about but, you know, obviously Argentina, it's, it's, you know, Christian says it's a favorite. And honestly, there's a lot of, you know, t people around the world that believe Argentina probably is a favorite to win it all. But um, they are in the same group as Saudi Arabia, Poland and Mexico. Rodrigo, what do you think Mexico is going to go, man? How far do you see them going? And uh, yeah, just go with that for now. Well, before I start on that, I just wanted to touch back on Julian Alvarez and, you know, how um, Chris is saying, you know, how humble that guy is and what team he's having, I guess, uh, teammates he's having so he can compete. Um, it was a funny story. He was um, sharing that, I guess, in the men's city training grounds, they're all talking about the World Cup. You know, who do you think is going to go far? Who do you think is going to win it? 
And he's like, yeah, I was just there in the corner, basically. I was like, the, you know, they were talking like the Portuguese, Spanish, whatever, like, you know, Spain, Portugal, uh, Belgium, Germany, they all have a good thing, you know? And he's like, and he was like, and I was just there quiet, just listening to them, didn't really say much. Everybody's kind of bragging about their team. And then Pep's in the corner, and then he's like, you guys are forgetting something. Like, the biggest guy that can win this, and it's like, he points to me, it's like, it's this guy, he has the biggest chance to win it. Which, you know, speaks a lot because obviously, you know, he plays with Messi, all that. But I think for him not to be bragging or whatever, and obviously he's still young, um, we may or may not see him actually start, but at least he's, he's going to be part of the team. Anyway, so that was my little story. Um, back to Mexico. So, you know, Mexico, a lot of controversy right now within Mexicans and other, I guess, here in the U.S., whatever, what, what they've been going through. And um and with their call-ups or their final list, I should say, you know, people are upset that Diego Linus didn't make it or Santiago Jimenez didn't make it. But I feel that's fair. I mean, when you look at the group and everything that Mexico has been doing in the last few years, yes, they haven't been successful. But the way that that has been constructing these teams, it's just been picking random play not random players but just players he wants to see which is kind of strange because usually you want uh starting 11 all the time like okay this is my main core but i feel like he's also been building for the future and the biggest thing to me is this final um 26 has is mainly of the the team that went to the olympics of a lot of young guys a lot of guys that did well and he didn't really utilize them that much for the last two years but they've been consistent with their clubs they've been playing they've been actually doing well and for me the player to watch is gonna have to be Alexis Vega I mean this guy when he plays for Chivas and the the games that he's been playing with the national team he's just everywhere like he covers everything you can tell that you know he's out there to prove himself and he wants to succeed with Mexico you can see the passion when he plays I mean this guy is a guy that can play winger and also be in the attack, but half the time you see him recovering balls all the way and they're 18, you know, trying to like make sure the defense is also make sure he's contributing with the defense part of the game. And I feel like with him, hopefully he's going to be one of our starters um, because I don't see, you know, who could be the good left winger. But I feel like if he's going to start, I feel like we do have a good chance of surprising people. I feel like Mexico, at this point, what everybody, all the negativity, everything that's surrounding them, I feel like they could be the dark horse that nobody expects them to do anything because everybody right now, I think they expect them to not even go out of the group stage, which, yeah, that could happen. But the way the team's been playing, the, the this team basically – and the lineup that I'm thinking with obviously a few players here now that are eligible would be the same kind of lineup and the same style of play of the the Olympic Games when they face Brazil. Like that team, both teams were pretty stacked in terms of like younger players, but that team showed that they can play. You know, you you're bringing bringing in this younger generation with the you know veterans, and I feel like they have a pretty good chance of playing well together because they show that they can. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully I'm hopeful that we'll get past the group stages. We finally get past the fifth game. Um, have we, 
how we how us Mexicans say el quinto partido, you know, that we don't we've never been past quarterfinals or get to quarterfinals, I should say. So hopefully we get there. Um, that's it's funny, like <laughs> Christians over here talking about winning it all, having the team to win it, like fuck dude, we just want to get to that. We just want to go further. <laughs> like, that's all we care about. Yeah, like, no kidding. If, no. if we get to that fifth game and lose <laughs> Five six zero. We don't care. We'll be like Panama when they score their first goal. Like we're here. Yeah. We we did it. Yeah, that, but, that's that's pretty funny. No, I know. Be really interesting. I feel you on the Alexis Vega too. Um, so I'll talk on uh, the U.S. I feel like the U.S. is getting a lot of, you know, I will say, you know, the the squad that uh, Greg or Triple G, whatever they call this fool, uh, picked. There's a lot of question marks. Um. I think that, you know, maybe players like Paul Ariola, Ricardo Pepe, um, even shoot, I mean, Sardis, it wasn't really getting called up as much. Um, but you really need like a true striker. And he ended up getting a Haji, right? You know, who's only played three times with the first team. And that's who you're looking to be your, you know, your number nine. Obviously, you have Jesus Ferreira that's up there. Um they had a fantastic year with, you know, FC Dallas, you know, rivalry aside. I mean, the guy had such a really good game at 21 years old. This could be like a workup that could elevate him to get, you know, move to Europe. Um, defensively, there's a few, obviously, some injuries that uh, caused, you know, obviously, Miles Robinson being out um, was the center backs. So always just kind of been in question and, uh, Tim Ream ended up getting called up. So it's interesting because I think, you know, the I think they're probably the youngest, you know, the average of the of the age group is so young. Um, but I could see, you know, them actually have like a good tournament. They keep getting bashed that, you know, oh, they can't, won't beat Wells. Wells haven't won a game in quite a few like games or, you know, matches. Same thing with um the uh the group C, you know, with Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico. You know, a lot of people are giving credit for Poland to kind of, you know, maybe even get first place on the on that group. But Poland has been struggling as well. You know, I think they haven't won like in probably five games or six games that they've played. So, you know, with the US, I think there's an opportunity. England may be the most difficult match out of all. And Iran, you know, can probably be shocker as well, but they have some decent players for sure. But I think they, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you can go from either going as far as you can to not even make it out of the group stage really quickly because there's only three matches you play. Um, usually, if you lose your first match or you don't get any points, you're likely to not make it past the group stages so being in the u.s is playing wells you know i could see the u.s end up you know winning beating wells uh then they would play against england that's the most difficult match in my so even if you lose against them and get another win against iran i think you should be able to make it uh past the group stages so they you know if they get past the group stages that's that's another issue right because then who are they facing? I'm not even sure who they would be facing uh, in that bracket. Would they be fa- if they end up passing as a runner up? They would go against Group A, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most so, likely Senegal or right. So 
Netherlands. That that match wouldn't be that awful. They probably go if they go second in the group. They may likely go again Netherlands. So, you know who who is to say? You know Netherlands didn't make the last World Cup as well. You know they've struggled. Um, can they find the rhythm? Uh, I didn't leave the short tournaments. You know, you just gotta win. You just gotta be scrappy. So you don't have to play. A and beat. I think I think that's what a lot of people are forgetting that this is a tournament. This is not like a season kind of thing or. You know, like a long, long tournament. It's literally some teams are built for this. They're like they get scrappy wins and they can get through, and that's it. That's all you need. Yes, yeah. it's nice to play. I mean, like, we've seen in the past. We've but... seen like Korea. We've seen like Turkey. We've seen you know uh, Croatia even last year making all the way to the final. So it can happen. I I totally agree. Uh, and, and just I guess to mention the player that I would say to watch, it'd be. It'd be pretty easy to say, you know, keep an eye out for Pulisic, but I'm gonna go with uh, uh, with Brendan Harrison. I think the guy has been playing really well for Leeds United, and he's been playing well when he, you know, has started and uh, showcased for the United States national team. So I'm gonna go with him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm excited to get to the World Cup. So this is where we go. I know that some of you already, you know, mentioned dark horses, but. Uh, let's just you know keep it keep it more you know the entire World Cup so all the teams. Uh, Christian, we'll start with you, man. Who you think is the favorite to win it all? To win it all completely? Yeah, to win it all. Without well, without. Well, well, I'll tell you, like, yeah, like just what team? I mean, it could be Argentina if that's still your team. But who's your favorite? Who's your dark horse? And who you think is gonna be a complete bust this World Cup? France to win it all. Canada, Dark Horse, Bust, Portugal. It's actually pretty good. That's not a bad lineup. Rodrigo, do you want to follow that up? (laughs) Like That's funny because I was actually thinking Bust would be France. I feel like the curse will live on and they won't get make make it past the group stage. And I think to win it all, I'm leaning more to Belgium. But I kind of think Brazil has the potential to get there too. But just because of the the key players, I guess, have been playing for Belgium, I feel like they have the bigger potential to make it. Um, I feel like Brazil has kind of. Anyways, I want to get into that. So I would say Belgium, dark horse. Uh, you know, just kind of want to stick with Mexico, maybe. But if it's outside of Mexico, um. I I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I don't know if Uruguay would be considered a dark horse, but I feel like they could surprise some people. Um, I know you know they. I don't know. I would say them. Just they haven't been playing the best, but I, I just have a feeling like they could get far in this World Cup. Um, kind of pull a twenty ten World what Cup moment. Uruguay. Oh, Uruguay. Okay. Uruguay. 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 And then who who's your bus then? My bus would be France. I feel like the curse will live on and they won't get past the group stage. I mean, this is a pretty big curse. It's like it's never failed so far in the last what five, yeah. six, five or six World Cups. I think no one's ever had And they do have the squad, but then you gotta think about they they don't have um what's his name? Conte is out and then Pogba obviously had been pretty good. Play for them, and then the Mbappe drama. I feel like they're not in a good 
good good space right now. Yeah. And Benzema had been up and down here and with injuries in the last couple of weeks. So I don't know. It's going to be, I feel like it could be them. You know, even the, the goalkeeper, uh, Hugo Lloris, hasn't been playing all that well with um, Tottenham. I mean, he had a couple, I don't know if you've watched recent Premier games, but he had like a really big mistake. Um, so here, two weeks here's ago, the thing. Back to back champions haven't happened often, but it has happened. Actually, uh, Italy won it back to back in 1934 and 1938. Granted, mm. you know, it was different times, less teams and everything. Uh, and then Brazil won it in, uh, in Sweden in 1958 and 1962. Uh, those are the two teams that ever won it back to back. So it can happen, but it's been quite a long time, right? And obviously, let's see. And those uh, tournaments, there was only 16 teams. So, you know, not a big difference now. It's kind of like the Dynamo trying to win a championship. They just keep adding on <laughs> keep adding on teams, man. So next yeah. next World Cup is going to be even more difficult because there will be 48 teams. Um, yeah, so to add, I guess, to my my uh, favorite uh, that I think may end up winning it all, uh, I'm going to go with – I had been thinking about this for a bit. And I just completely lost my place and train of thought. Uh, I think Brazil. I think Brazil is probably uh, the 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 team that you know maybe. I mean, they're just stacked, and I think their depth, you know, can always help them. They have a lot of young players, kind of hungry. You know, obviously you have Neymar, and Neymar is like a completely diva. But I think that you have players that are you know workhorses, like uh, like the kids from Real Madrid. You know, Rodrigo, and then you have. Um, Vinicius Jr. Like those players are the players that you need. You know when 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 people want to be uh diva, um, and then your defense. They have a pretty solid defense, and obviously Thiago uh, is still uh you know the captain of the team. So it, it should be pretty interesting. Um, as far as dark horse, I think um I'm gonna go with it's a little iffy because of injury. But I I think, you know, a team like Senegal, you know, somebody, you know, from Africa, um, I think they're definitely the strongest team from Africa. If uh, Sadio Mane that is, you know, dealing with an injury, I mean, you see their roster and they have a bunch of players that play in Europe. You know, you obviously you have uh, one of the best defenders out there, uh, Koulibaly, that just moved to Chelsea. I mean, he played in Napoli for a super long time. Uh, really good player. Um. So, you know, that's a team or that and they're in a I would say comfortable group apart from the Netherlands. I don't see it having not necessarily giving a bunch of issue because again, it's you know, you lose one game, you can be out pretty quickly, but I could see them kind of moving uh, you know, further up the list for sure and maybe shocking shocking the world a little bit. Um and as far as bust. Man, I want to say Portugal because of all the Cristiano Ronaldo BS that is happening. That just seems like it's ripping everything apart, which is kind of funny to see. Um, but I'm going to say, uh, I think I'm feeling Germany. I don't know. Germany seems like a team that is not necessarily being talked about lately. And, uh, you know, it's a team that always shows up for the World Cup. So them, you know, maybe not necessarily making it far. You know, it, I, it, I wouldn't say it'd be it'd be a little surprising, but at the end of the day, you know, they're they're in a they're in a group with Spain, Costa Rica, and Japan. You know, not they could definitely make it out of there, 
Um, but you know, it, it, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that they may not. So, you know, who knows? That's, that's going to want a feeling with that. Um, and then lastly, guys, uh, well, I had player MVP who you think was going to be the MVP of the, the, the whole tournament, but I'm going to say goal scorer. Who who do you think is going to be like, you know, there's a bunch of strikers, right? We have like Lewandowski, we have Messi, we have Mbappe. Um, you know, you can keep Ronaldo. We'll throw him in there, even though, again, he may not even get to play. Raul Jimenez for Rodrigo or, or Funes Mori, whoever you feel more <laughs> comfortable scoring. Uh... Goals, uh, you know, who do you guys think that uh, may end up getting the most goals, you know, for the uh, for this World Cup, guys? And Christian, you can go first, man. Oh, man. This is a really tough one because I don't know a bunch of names to be honest. Um, but the one, the first one that came to mind, it's probably gonna be a looking at this groups. Uh, I was thinking a Brazilian, maybe Vinicius. Uh, I mean, they got Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. So Brazil shouldn't have a hard time going through their group and they shouldn't have a hard time creating chances and putting them away. So I would say maybe Vinicius. I could Jr. see that. Yeah, I mean, they have Richardson, Richarlison, Neymar, Rafinha, Gabriel mm-hmm. Jesus, Anthony, Vinicius Jr., Rodrigo, Pedro, Gabriel Martinelli. God dang, that's a right. lot of firepower, man. Yeah, so <laughs> it should, should be a, a good time for them to celebrate a bunch of goals. What about you, Rodrigo? Who do you think is going to you know score the most goals? Honestly, I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking somebody from Brazil. Um which I don't agree with the call up on a couple of people <laughs> just because sure. I feel oh, like you wanted your boy Firmino there. Is that <laughs> yeah, kind of I, feel, I like, feel like Firmino would have been there. I mean, he's having a great season so far. And, um, you know, it's not that he's just a uh, goal scoring, but he provides so much more than that. Um, I don't know. It's somebody from Brazil. Um, Vinicius has been having a great year, so it could be him. I just don't know. I haven't really watched Brazil enough to know how their style of play. You know, is it a player that cuts in more, or do they go more for like the straight striker kind of approach? Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, for me, I think I'm gonna go. Man, the thing is, like, I don't know how far like France is gonna go. So my immediate would be Mbappe. That guy's just like a seems like a guy that just you know like a video game basically that just gets a ton of goals. Um. But I'm going to go with England this time. I think uh, Harry Kane may be the one that may end up getting a, quite a few goals. Just because, same thing, the group, you know, he may find himself scoring one or two goals in the group. And then, you know, moving on to the uh, group stages, I could see him kind of piling up some goals. Um, guys, we pretty much hit every topic that we were going to touch on. Um Christian's going to be famous because he's going to be uh, at with Glenn Davis show. So make sure you check it out. You probably uh-huh. listen to this re- recording um, tomorrow morning. And is it is it tomorrow or, to, or the night before? Tomorrow's, uh, so Tuesday tomorrow night, will be Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. So if you're listening yeah. Tuesday, then it'll be in the afternoon, right? Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday night at, from 7 to 9. Just <clears throat> go and watch it. Oh, by the way, hey, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but yeah. Harry Kane won won. He won the the Golden Boot in 2018 with six goals. Okay, yeah. So there's that. 
I could see him scoring a couple more, man. The guy, he's he, yeah, he scores, and they have a good team overall. So, so we didn't even mention him as as, as a favorite, but yeah. who cares? It's the motherland. Well, I mean, we ran away from them. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I just their last, you know, their league nation. They got eliminated or relegated. I wish to say. So I don't know. Like I feel like them, France, Germany, they haven't been playing all that well. But I, I'm I'm a hard believer in the curse. So. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, or what do you guys think? Do you guys even believe in that? <laughs> in the curse of not winning it, like again, is that what you're saying, or what? Not winning it again, getting eliminated in the group stage. Right. It's happened uh, since, you know, France was the well, they won it in 1998, got eliminated in 2022. Right. And from then on, every winner by has Senegal. not make it past the, the, the group stage. Yeah. So I'm like, do you think it's there's been here? 2020 in, like in between that tournament so you know anything can happen bro like you know it looked like the I feel apocalypse like it's just gonna keep going i feel like it's a it's just a known thing like somebody put a curse out there saying like this whoever wins it can't from this point on can like i don't know we'll get a man in the group stage well, i don't know maybe I feel but, like it's uh, a good bet to make. Anybody likes to make bets, just put France eliminating the group stage because I'm pretty sure that's like. All right, put it, man. Put 100 bucks. See what you get. <laughs> <laughs> You're the uh, better here. So, you know, you can put that. I don't even know where to check like the stats on that, but let me know and then we can post it. That way, if people want to put some money on it, it's basically like the FIFA curse or the Madden curse and all that stuff. They put you on the cover and you get injured. <clears throat> but Christian, man, um, go ahead and tell other people where they can connect with us, man. Yeah, so you can go to, you can find us at Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitter. You can also just go to the website, dynamotheory.com to look at everything and anything that we have over there. You can find me at Chris Putalias on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. And then you can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01. Don't forget, everybody, dynamotheory.com for everything and everything Dynamo and Houston soccer related. So, and the World Cup now. Rodrigo, close us out, man. All right, Houston fans, World Cup Nation fans, thank you for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever or. Wow, Astro did not bark once. <laughs> 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 He's been pretty entertaining right next to me. <laughs>